Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter to you all. Great to see you this morning. Come in and find a seat. There are still a few spare seats down at the front here. Um, also, a couple just over at the side there as well. Awesome to see the place so full this morning as we come to celebrate Easter together. If you're sitting close to some of the fans that are blowing just to kind of bring a wee bit of cold air in, you might enjoy it, but if you feel as if you're in the Antarctic, um, do feel free to press it off um, if you really need it to go off. But um, happy Easter, great to see you. And this morning we're going to just celebrate that Jesus is risen. I believe that with all my heart. And we're going to just think about that as we come through this service together. If this is your first time, welcome to church. Um, it's just so great to see you and just relax, you know, just enjoy this time that we have together as we'll come, we'll sing some songs, we're going to see some video clips and then I'm going to share just a short Easter message later on. So let's just um, start our service with a word of prayer and then we'll get straight into our first clip together. Let's pray. Father, as we come on this Easter Sunday, we're so thankful that we can come and celebrate the risen Jesus. We thank you that your promises have come true and we thank you today that it changes lives even now. So as we come and we worship and as we sing these songs, as we think about the words, as we reflect on what that first Easter meant then but also now, you would inspire us, Lord, to see how we should live. You should inspire us in our belief and you should help us today that you could help us to see that this is true and this is life-changing. Lord, I pray today that you would just help us to understand and help us to believe. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Let's watch this first clip. Yes, Jesus Christ is alive. He rose from the dead and that day, that Easter Sunday morning, that first Easter, when Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salome went to the grave expecting to anoint a dead body. They saw the angel sitting there. And they said, where is Jesus? The angel said, he is not here, he is risen. I submit to you tonight that that's the greatest news the world has ever heard. He is not here. He has conquered the grave. He's alive. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that there's more proof that Jesus Christ rose from the dead than almost any other fact in Roman history. I don't believe there's a fact in ancient history today so well proven as the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But even if there was no proof, no historical proof, no scientific proof, and there is, I would still believe it because I believe this book is God's inspired word and the whole early church went up and down the country preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was the thing that shook the Roman Empire. That a man had risen from the dead. That he was alive. That death could not hold him. Christ is alive. He's a living savior. Let's stand together as we sing our first song, Living Hope.
You know, one of the things that we love watching on a Sunday morning is our wee AO videos. I actually think some of you come to church just for them. But this video that we're going to watch today, normally we see Jesus starting and we hear him giving his AO and we see the, the lives that he's touched and the people that he's met. But this clip as it starts today takes us to the events of Easter. A bit more of a serious look at what happened at that first Easter, but also the hope that comes from it. So young team and older link, enjoy this wee AO video for Easter. He was beaten so badly that he could barely stand on his own. And then he was forced to carry his cross so far up a mountain that he needed help because he could not do it on his own. Once Jesus made it to the place where he would be crucified, called the skull, the soldiers around him nailed him to the cross and waited for him to die. While Jesus was hanging on the cross, many people shouted to him, If you really are the Son of God, save yourself from the cross. But Jesus knew he had to die to forgive his people for their sins. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land. Three hours later, Jesus took his last breath and finally died. At that very moment, the curtain in the temple that separated the priests from God's holy place tore in two. A soldier watching the whole thing said, This man truly was the Son of God. Then a righteous man named Joseph came and placed Jesus' body in a tomb. Three days passed and it seemed that there was no hope. But very early on Sunday morning, the woman who cared for Jesus went to go visit his body and found that his tomb was empty and that he was no longer there. Don't be afraid, said an angel. He is not here. He is risen. At this, the woman remembered that Jesus had told them that he would rise again on the third day. And ran to go tell the disciples what they had seen and heard. Huh? Hey oh! Ah! And then for the next 40 days, Jesus appeared to his disciples and many others and showed them that he was alive and well. He taught them that what he did was the only way that they could be forgiven and be with God forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. We're going to stand again to sing our next song, and this is one that we've no sung for a wee while, and um, it really brings the story of that first Easter out, and it says, one day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, and as we continue into the chorus, we discover that living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified freely forever, one day he's coming. Oh, glorious day, let's stand as we sing.
singen her var sig. Brilliant. Sometimes it's easy to think about Easter and think about a historical event that has no connection with life today. And I'm going to invite Des to come up there now, um, hopefully. Des, oh, you're here. Good. I never checked that before we started. Um, was maybe we need to get somebody to stand in for Des, but there only is one Des, and we know that. Des, come up a wee minute, because I want to try and connect. What did that first Easter, and how does you having a personal faith in Jesus come about? Um, have you always believed, or when was the moment that this whole Easter thing connected with you? I don't know. They, uh, I can't kind of tell you that. Good morning, anyway. Or good afternoon. I don't know. Good morning. And the, the, uh, my name's Des. I don't know. I've met some of you. Uh, some of you I don't know. And uh, uh, I come to this church. I'm a member of this church at Craig Albert. And uh, to tell you that kind of story, I need to kind of tell you a wee bit of background. And uh, when I was younger, uh, I, I flew out. I was kind of searched for the... I wanted to see what the world had to offer, to be truthful with you. I, uh, I wanted to embrace the world. And I wanted to, as one does. And uh, I wanted to... Just uh, I realised I was born in Glasgow, uh, brought up in Glasgow, and I realised Glasgow didn't have it for me. So I left Glasgow, I flew to Glasgow, and I went to Africa. And uh, from bottom of Africa, from Durban down the Indian Ocean, the land of Zulu, up through the Drakensberg Mountains, up into Transvaal, the Afrikaner, and the, the things that was going on there, and then travelled up from there up into Rhodesia, Zimbabwe now, and uh, spent some time up there. Uh, seen uh, gold mines, seen gold being poured into a bullion. Uh, got diamonds from uh, Krugersdorp. Did bring uh, us any back? Well, no. Well, Just checking. We'll not go there. <laughs> we'll go there, Johnny. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, I was uh, I can experience quite a lot of that African stuff and then came back uh, to Scotland, realised still. Just wasn't for me. There was I just there was still there was some stuff, some stuff missing in my life, and I needed to uh, explore more. I wanted to embrace more of the world and see more of the world, so I flew out to Canada. And uh, a couple of years in Canada, and then like a, it was like a road to Damascus thing. Like Paul, my eyes were opened to the things of God, and um, that changed my whole life because I seen I actually seen the cross, I actually seen Jesus Christ dying for me, the crucifixion, how he was uh, crucified by people, and I realised. Like me, and uh, my, I just realised that there was a, there was something more to life than what the world had to offer. And uh, Jesus Christ, I could go into details, but I don't want to go into all the detail. I could be here all night. But you know, I realised there was a God. I realised Jesus loved me. I realised that Jesus had died for me, and it was like an eye-opening experience. Like uh, this, the shingles were washed away. <laughs> And I seen Jesus Christ for the first time. The people that talked to me, one uh, bit of encouragement, don't stop witnessing to people because people have planted seeds in my life in the past and brought me to this point where I realised I needed Christ in my life. So that's how I came to know Christ. I could go into detail about how it happened and that, but maybe later on I'll tell you that. So So how many years ago was that, Des, and speaking to that mic, get back closer? A long, long, long time ago. (laughs) I'm a bit old than most So from that moment then to this moment today, what difference does the fact that Jesus is alive today make to you? Yeah, so bring it on back, bring it up to today. You know, uh, the reason I mentioned all that stuff in Africa and the gold and diamonds and things that the world has got, the world holds precious. uh, At the end of the day, it's all stripped away. At the end of the day, the, thing that you, the things that you think life that you need and you've got and, you, and things are going good, that's stripped away. And at the end of the day, it's between you and Christ. It's between you and God. And you know, you're only going to face God. We're all going to face God on our own. And we're all going to be accountable <clears throat> for ourselves. You know, nobody can take you there. Nobody can take you by the hand. Because it, believe me, when it's all stripped away, it's down to you and Christ. And you know that today, that's that's more meaning because you know when it's all set away, there's only one person standing, and that's God. And I realise that in my life now that the only thing that matters in life is God. And sometimes it takes a long time to come to that realisation, but that 
realization in my life just now. <clears throat> it's only God that matters. It's only God standing. And you know, months ago we talked about uh, we went into Ephesians six, and we talked about the armor of God. <clears throat> and somebody talked about the the belt, uh, the belt of truth. I think it was Alison that mentioned that the belt holds everything up. And you know what the truth, the truth of it all is, Jesus has risen. Another truth is, Jesus sits at the right hand of God. Another truth is, he's going to intercede for you and me. He's going to talk about you and me. And another truth is, we're going to be in eternity with God in heaven. Another truth is that God is waiting for me and you with his arms opened. Want you to be with him in heaven for eternity. Thanks, Des, for sharing this morning just what Easter means to you, because that's, I want us to see the connection, not just between what happened at Calvary, what happened at that empty tomb, but what's happening day to day in people's lives, and the truth that you can live by when everything else seems so um, temporary. So just for this moment, and we don't often think about forever, but today's a day that we can think about the forever. We're going to sing another wee song. Now, this is one of my favourites just now. It's one that we've learned recently, but it talks about that idea of coming back to life. So let's uh, stand and sing it together. Back to life, Sammy. So next one, done. Thanks, son. Let's stand as you sing.
start again. Brilliant, right? Um, young team, if you want to head to Sunday school today, CY Junior, you're heading out, go through the back, Fiona's there to meet you and greet you, and go and enjoy some of the activities and some of the stuff that you're going to do today um, for CY. Head through the now. If you've got somebody of crash age and they're not kicking off yet, just stay in. Don't worry. If the day kick off, it's live streamed in the crash. We are going to sort out a rota for the wee ones as well, so there's a, a programme for them um, now that we've got loads of them coming along. But uh, just uh, relax today and you can head through to CY Junior. I wonder as we come this morning, if I ask you this question about Easter, do you believe this? Can you believe in that stone being rolled away? The soldiers, the high security who were there protecting the body of Jesus after the crucifixion, being duped, being foiled, and the body going missing. That high profile thing that everybody was looking at in the day to see what was going to happen next. And the instruction would have been given to everybody who was involved in protecting the body of Jesus is don't mess it up. People have heard what Jesus had said about his life, about his resurrection, and about just the chance if he could come back to life, don't mess it up. And then on that Easter Sunday morning, as the women went to the tomb and as they were met there by the angel, they heard the words, he is not here, he is risen. I want to ask you this morning, do you believe it? You see, the account of the resurrection has to be one of the most debated and discussed and even people have tried to disprove the reality and the truth of what happened 2,000 years ago. And there's kind of three camps that I think that people fall into and you might be in one of these camps this morning. That you have total faith in the resurrection. You think if Jesus could do everything that he did in the Gospels, then surely the resurrection was easy. You might be someone who says, yeah, I can believe that it's total fact. The eyewitness accounts, the secular scholars of the day, the Jewish scholars who have proved that Jesus lived and he died and there's historical proof that he rose again. Guys who are much more intelligent than me who have tried with everything in their brain power to work out how they can say this is untrue, this is false, it's all made up. And each one time and time again coming to the point where they say, I believe. Or you might be here today and you might think this is total fiction. It's a nice idea, a nice celebration, but this has no impact on me today. Well, hopefully as I unpack this short message, I might be able to help you see that you can believe in a risen Jesus. You can believe in an empty tomb and you can believe in a Jesus who wants to engage and encounter with us just now. Think about it. Just think about it for a minute. If the disciples had come up with this elaborate hoax, if they come up with this whole idea of how can we fool everybody into thinking what Jesus said. Now remember, a couple of weeks ago, they never quite got it themselves. But imagine they got to the point where they said, listen, we'll be able to fool everybody. We'll put a plan in place. We'll see how it works. Ultimately, the very people who had deserted them, who had run, who had scarpered when they had been crucified. Why would that group of people take such risks and put their lives on the line for a made-up story. It doesn't make any sense. Equally, why would a group of soldiers risk their reputation for being experts in guarding and protecting an attack, risk their reputation at being destroyed totally on the fact that the tomb was empty and they had no idea where the body was. Why would a group of women who came to the tomb that day to come and prepare Jesus' body as the custom was, 
when they got there. Some people think, oh, they must have went to the wrong tomb. But bear in mind, when the disciples had scarpered, it was the women who stuck close. They saw where Jesus had been placed, they would have no doubt. Why would they make it up? Why would they get the wrong location? Or the religious leaders, as they panicked, as we read in scripture, that they said, listen, here's some money, make this story go away. Don't worry, we'll look after you. To the soldiers. In each of these occasions, they could have produced a body. In each of these occasions, they could have proved the disciples false. They could have shut the whole story up in one go if they wanted to. So for me, as I look at the evidence of the crucifixion and the resurrection, I have to look and I'm going to say to you today, I believe and I believe with all my heart. Because as I look, not just to the historical evidence, but the evidence of life's changed through generations, that helps me to believe. In Acts chapter 5, it talks about a religious leader, a teacher of the law called Gamaliel. I want us to look at this today. And I want us to think that if this story had any chance of being false, I believe Gamaliel, as he speaks to the crowd this day, actually hits it on the head. I want you to listen to these words in Acts chapter 5 from verse 34. It says, But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honoured by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. He addressed the Sanhedrin, men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. See, the disciples had been arrested for speaking about Jesus, about telling people about the resurrection. And the religious leaders of the day had got them arrested, got them pulled together. They were saying, no more of this. You need to be quiet now. And Gamaliel saying, listen, he's well respected. He's well known. He kind of stands up out of the crowd to say, guys, wait a minute. You need to think about what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're doing to these men. And then he starts to unpack his reasoning. He says, sometime, sometime ago, Thea disappeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his followers disappeared. It all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, Leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But listen to this. Verse 39 says, But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. And they called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. And day after day in the temple courts, from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming that the good news that Jesus is the Messiah Nothing was going to shut these guys up. They were totally convinced. And over the next few weeks, we're going to explore how they became convinced of that. But Gamaliel is saying to them, listen, if this is of human origin, just like everybody else that's tried in the past, it's just going to die out. It's just going to fade away. But if this is of human origin, it's not going to work. But if it's of God then nothing can stop it. Think about that for a minute. Think about us sitting here in 2023. Nothing has been able to stop the message of Jesus in this world. No persecution, no suffering, no people getting locked up because this message is transforming lives and it's totally of God. Otherwise, it would have fizzled out very, very quickly. 
The global impact of life's changed, inspired and transformed. It can't be a hoax. People are imprisoned today for their faith all over the world. We get it easy. They're persecuted day by day because they say they believe in Jesus. In fact, even this day, as we sit here, people will be put to death because of their belief in Jesus. If this was a whole load of rubbish, if this was a total hoax, why do people fear it so much? Why do people try to silence that Jesus is alive, that Jesus can change your life? Because if it was just something insignificant, people wouldn't bother with it. But think about the lives that have been changed and transformed through generations right up to today. When we see the impact and the power of the resurrection. You see, without the resurrection, the story wouldn't be complete. And without the resurrection, our story wouldn't be complete. Jesus, as we thought about recently, was born of a virgin. We've sung about it. He grew up. He lived a life that exalted and pointed people to God. He did miracles. He taught like no other. And as we thought about it on Friday, ultimately, he would be placed on a cross to die for the sins of the world. I talked about that on Friday. This is real love. And if the story stopped there, if Jesus had lived and he had died and the story had stopped there, it's incomplete. It would have made a, a complete um, joke of what Jesus had said through his ministry. And without the resurrection, the story wouldn't be complete. But think about what I said there. Without the resurrection, our story wouldn't be complete. Because through Jesus' death on a cross and through his resurrection on the third day, he defeated death. He defeated addiction. He defeated brokenness. He defeated hopelessness. He defeated uncertainty. He defeated temptation. He defeated darkness. And the resurrection power brings freedom forgiveness and gives us a future. How awesome is that? I think that's amazing. The secular historians, the spiritual writers, the spectators of the day, when they saw Jesus knew there was something different and some accepted and says, I believe, and some rejected and walked away. And I suppose nothing has changed. But through the resurrection of Jesus, it brings life. And it brings truth. And it brings it now. And I'm telling you this morning, folks, I believe. When Jesus was there, when Lazarus had passed, and he said those famous verses, the verses that again he said these words, he had to prove it. He had to show it. It says, Jesus said to her in John 11, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And he asked them a question and I'm asking you that same question again this morning. Do you believe this? Verse 27 says, Yes, Lord, she replied, I believe that you are the Messiah the Son of God who has come into the world. Jesus said it, he lived it, and he proved it. And this morning I say, I believe. Do you? The resurrection changes the way that I look at life and the way that I face life. It takes what seems to be impossible and lets us see that with God all things are possible. It helps us in our encounter with Jesus every day. No living alone. No going through life circumstances and situations. 
facing them ourselves, but knowing that he is with us and lives inside us. Jesus changes the way that I look at the future. Because if he rose again, he brings that promise, that same promise for me, that one day I can experience heaven. I can avoid hell. Because he sorted that on Friday. My fear of death, gone. And it enables me to live every day knowing that I'm in the hands of God, that I'm a child of God, that I've been forgiven by God and that the power of death has nothing over me because it's not the end. Many people would have seen Good Friday as the end. That's us, we've sorted out Jesus. But ultimately, it wasn't the end. Because as the women got to the tomb and were greeted by the angel, they said, he's not here, he's risen. Go and tell the disciples, nothing was stopping them. When the disciples heard the news, they ran to the tomb to see for themselves, but he wasn't there. When Jesus met in the garden, said Mary, and she heard her name. And as we're going to see over the next few weeks, other people that Jesus encountered and engaged with to prove that he is alive. I want to ask you again, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus came from heaven to earth? Ultimately to die on a cross to forgive your sins to forgive my sins, to take the punishment that I deserve, to be the sacrifice, to take my place, to take your place. And the only way that that could be complete was through his resurrection coming back to life. If the historians can believe it, if the religious leaders tried to cover it up, If for generations it has transformed lives in ways that you could never imagine, what's stopping you believing? What is it that's holding you back from the picture being complete? Because from that moment to this very moment, there have been people who have been transformed and changed in ways that you could never imagine. But there's equally been people that have changed in such a simple way. We always think this message is for the bad guys. So the guys that are really messed up. For the people that have really caused problems. No, that's not how it works. It says, for God so loved the world. Everybody. No matter how big the mess up. No matter how big the mistake. The point was that sin separated us from God. But the resurrection restored that relationship with him and it can happen right now do you believe it we're going to sing a song just now as we finish this wee part and after we've sung it I'm going to come back up and finish our service for now with just a short time of prayer but as we sing this song this song talks about I believe I believe in God the Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe in the Trinity. I believe in the resurrection, I believe in the virgin birth, I believe in church. Can you say with all your heart today that you believe? Have you heard enough this morning that you would say, I believe? And we'll think about that after we've sung this together. Let's stand. Oh, mm-hmm.
Jesus, our Savior. I believe in God, our Father. I believe in Christ, the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is free in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. So what do you think? What do you believe? As we sit here this Easter weekend and reflect on everything that has happened, as we think of the history behind it, as we think of heaven and power in it, but as we think about us sitting here today, what difference does it make? Do you believe today that you are loved by God? Do you believe today that Jesus died on a cross for you? For you? Do you believe that God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us that we discover when we are forgiven? 
when we're given a fresh start, when we fall into line with the way that God wants us to go and know the way that I want to go. And we recognize that there is hope. We recognize that there is a future beyond even this life. And it's promised through the resurrection. Do you believe? Wonder if everybody would just close their eyes just for this last wee minute. It's interesting in the passage that we read that even when the people were persecuted and suffered for their faith, nothing was going to stop them from telling people about Jesus. They never stopped teaching and they never stopped proclaiming the good news. It is good news. And it's good news for you. And it's good news for me. And I want to ask you today the question that I've asked you multiple times. Do you believe? And this morning, if you believe, maybe even for the first time right now, that this has a direct impact on you now and for the forever. Maybe you've recognized you need to be forgiven. And the only way that you can come to God is through Jesus. That was why we had the first Easter. Do you believe that? Are you here today and you say, John, I do believe because I know it has transformed my life in the past. I know what I was like then and I know what he's doing now and it's exciting. When you discover the power of the resurrection, that's when you find your true identity. That's when you find your true purpose. That's when you find true life, when you find the truth because the Bible says the truth sets you free. Do you believe? So I simply want to ask as every head is bowed and every eye is closed today, that if you believe, and maybe even this is the moment that you're saying, I believe for the first time. Or maybe you're sitting here today and say, I know the difference that this has made because if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Jesus, my life would be a mess. It would be destroyed. I know the path that I was going then I simply want you to just lift up your hand. And that maybe seems like a strange thing to do. But when you put your hand up and say, I believe, it allows you in a public setting, every eye shut, nobody else can see, it's just me, that says, I believe, and I believe with all my heart. And I believe it can transform and change me for the forever so if you are saying today I believe why don't you put up your hand right now Father you see every hand and you know every heart You knew us before we were even born. How awesome is that? You created us in our mother's womb. You think about us every day and help us today, Lord, to think about you. Thank you that your word says that for those who believe in your name, those who receive, get the right to become children of God. And I thank you, Lord, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts, that you raised them from the dead, we're told that we'll be saved. And that's exciting. So Lord, for every hand that is up today, draw close. Let them feel your presence right now. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that they're forgiven. Let them know that this is just the start of a journey that you're going to take them on 
your journey, no ours. Because without the resurrection, the story wouldn't be complete. And without the resurrection, without Jesus, without the cross, without the forgiveness of sins, our story would never be complete. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for me, that I can have life, and life in all its fullness. In your name we pray. Amen. If you did raise your hand today 